Today's reading is taken from Acts chapter 18, verses 18 to 28. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sisters and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Sancria because of a vow he had taken. They arrived at Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to spend more time with them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, I will come back if it is God's will. Then he set sail from Ephesus. When he landed at Caesarea, he went up to Jerusalem and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scripture. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. When he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted his Jewish opponents in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Chewy and uh, Lexi, for the reading and the prayer. Let's start in prayer and as we go to this, the Word of God. Father, we thank you again this time that we can come and rest in your Word and in your presence. And Lord, as I speak your Word, protect me from any error. This is your Word that will help us to see you more in our lives. And Lord, speak to us and your Spirit continue to change us from inside to out. And help us, O oh Lord, to understand your Word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, as we continue our study in the, this book of Acts, um, we can see here that our text this morning, that we can see here that Pro of the Pole traveled many places, and it was his third missionary journey, and it was mentioned from the other Sunday. So in verse 23, 23 after spending time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. It might not make sense at all why Paul traveled for the third time. And as we look at the scripture carefully this morning, we will see the importance of his journeys, that it was part of God's plan through the life of Paul in bringing the good news to the Gentile nations in the fulfillment of what Jesus had said earlier 
in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8, as I quote, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And this morning, we could see this fulfillment through the life of Paul. And not just by him, but God continually uses different kinds of people, different walks of life, in order to move God's plan accordingly. And we can see that in the later part of the sermon. The question is, why did Paul travel again and visited these places? The first thing that we will learn this morning is that Paul's journey is to strengthen the disciples, to strengthen the church, to strengthen the followers and believers of Jesus. Strengthening the disciples, we can see that in verses 18 to 23. Now on your screen, he himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews in verse 19. He went up to Jerusalem and greeted the church in verse 22. Paul set out from there and traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples in verse 23. Paul needed to be sure that the disciples were continually following and believing in Jesus, which he had established his first missionary journey. And why is that? Because there were so many attacks and persecution in the church. He needs to strengthen the body of Christ, especially those who are mainly leading the church. For he can relate that it was not easy at all when you lead a church. If you look at your Bible in verse 10, The Lord spoke to Paul and made this assurance, For I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you. Because I have many people in the city. Meaning, there is always opposition. So Paul wanted to see and spoke them face to face. And in order for him to do that, he really needs to spend time in traveling. And that would cost him finances. And that's why, if you will notice, if you love reading the book of Acts, he will stay in a while, in a certain place, in order for him to earn money as a tent maker. Paul is a tent maker. And at this point, before Paul will sail again, before he will go for his final destination, there is an interesting thing that Paul did. Look at in verse 18b. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Sancre because of a vow he had taken. You might be wondering what this vow was all about. And according to the Bible scholar, according to the research, this vow is a Nazareth vow, which involved abstinence from drinking wine and from cutting one's hair for a period, at the end of which the hair was first cut and then burned, along with other sacrifices as a symbol of self-offering to God. Such vows were made either in thankfulness for past blessings or as part of a petition for future blessings. Why is this important to Paul before he will sail again? How we will see this in this context? 
Paul was falsely accused before he, like he was accused not obeying the law of Nazareth. So he needs to do it. And we can see that in Numbers chapter 6, verse 21, when the Lord spoke to Moses, this is the law of the Nazareth who vows offerings to the Lord in accordance with their dedication, in addition to whatever else they can afford. They must fulfill the vows they have made according to the law of the Nazareth. So that we can see here a bigger picture. Now, if you have your Bible, let's jump in Acts chapter 21, verse 17. When we arrive at Jerusalem, the brothers and sisters received us warmly. And we'll jump to verse 23. And they said to Paul, there are four men with us who made a vow. And jump to verse 26. The temple, then he went to the temple to give notice of the date when the days of purification would end and the offering and the offering would be made for each of them i just give these cross references so that we can see here a clear understanding why this vow is important in this context interesting to learn that before paul started his travel and visitation he had to take this vow and please understand he is He's just traveling again to greet and strengthen the church, the disciples. He could just go and start sailing. He can just, okay, this is my third time. I will just go and visit the churches there. No. Why is that? He needs to see to it that he never forget anything, especially when he's ministering both Jewish and Gentiles. In this kind of ministry... Paul understands his role when he is ministering to a Jewish community or to the Gentiles. He's going to visit them and deliver a message to strengthen the disciples. And if he's not doing it, he's already giving a different message to the people. His actions really matter to the people. Paul needs to understand the balance between the culture of the Gentiles and the culture of the Jewish so that he might win them for Christ. The goal of doing it is to bring them to the truth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 to 23, as I quote, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means, I might save some. And the last verse, I do this, I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I might share in its blessings. I remember we went, me and Emmeline went to India for a mission trip. We needed to be careful of our actions or words 
that would not offend the people in the first place so that our chance and opportunity to share is still open. Emeline wore uh, this uh, sari and I wore this uh, sherwani. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but in order for us to feel welcome by the villagers, we should blend in according to their custom so that we could get a chance to speak and share the love of Jesus. Those three ladies are Hindu ladies. From, they came from uh, that opposite side. They just worship their gods. And when they hear that gospel, when I start sharing the gospel, they came to us and asked for prayer. And they told us, like, you look good in your, on your attire. And that thing that could attract them, we are not there to show off our clothes, but you are blending them, respecting their culture, so that you have a chance and open door for them to share. Imagine that Paul needs to cut off his hair before he will sail again. Oh, before I will go for another missionary, I need to cut my hair. That's insane. That doesn't make any sense at all. But thanks to Paul's life, God used him for a divine purpose to spread the gospel to the Gentiles, to every opposition, even to the Jews. For sure, he was so tired, exhausted, and probably thinking of, oh man, I'm going to quit. Never again. But what was the message that he was trying to say to the disciples? This is it. What was the message? What he's trying to strengthen with the people? Let's backward a little bit in chapter 14 in the book of Acts, chapter, verse 22. Strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. It was the same message that Paul is trying to say again for the third time. To remain true to the faith. And why is that? Because the fact is, as Paul added, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. That's the reality here. And now I'd look at in verse 20 of chapter 18. They ask him to spend more time with them. Like, Paul, stay with us. Paul, can you just stay for a while? But Paul declined. His answer like, I will come back if it is God's will. What does it mean? The disciples were encouraged. They want to hear more about Paul. But Paul needs to go. He needs to travel as part of God's plan. My brothers and sisters, let's remind ourselves this morning. We have the Spirit of God who can strengthen our faith. The early church relies completely on the work of the Holy Spirit, especially in facing so many persecutions and hardships in life. But they did not quit. They remained true to their faith. What does it look like today? What does it look like in my life today? We are now living in this modern and fast Pace, lifestyle. Everything is touch button, touch screen. Everything is so fast. Yes, we are, so, we are sometimes preoccupied and distracted with so many things around us. But remember, God is still working in the midst of us. God is still working through you and me. We have the complete books of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We have His Word that ultimately can strengthen our spiritual journey with Him. We just need to rekindle again 
our intimacy with Christ through learning from His Word. Let us evaluate our spiritual discipline. Am I still do, doing reading God's Word? If Paul is willing to obey and willing to sacrifice his comfort zone for the sake of the gospel, and so are we. We are challenged this morning. The question is, how will I do it? How will I know it? Simple. Ask ourselves, are my actions still pleasing to the Lord? Am I reading all the more of His Word? Am I still having this joy in reading and listening to God? Am I praising Jesus rather than myself? Am I able to encourage the people around me? Am I too much focused on myself rather than the needs of others? Let us come to Jesus and be strengthened by His Word with the help of the Holy Spirit. And of course, look for people that you might think that could help you to grow your faith or try to encourage the people that you might know that he or she's struggling with her faith. Be an encouragement to those people. The Lord is not only using Paul. This is not a one-man show. But God is also moving and working in, our li- in, the, in, in the lives of the people that we do not see often in the spotlight. Maybe we're thinking, oh, only God will use those people on the stage. All oh, those who are in the committee or those who are leader of the church. No, you're wrong. God is still working. God can work in our lives, you and me. Let's go back to our text. We can see the names of Priscilla and Aquila. In this passage, we like, who are these people? I thought it's just only Paul, but why Priscilla and Aquila is here? Now, I will give you a little bit history of this couple. Aquila, a Jewish Christian, and his wife Priscilla first met in Corinth, became good friends of his, and shared in this work, in his work. So Priscilla and Aquila had a very important role as part of God's plan. They had come to Corinth from Italy as victims of Roman persecution not for their Christian faith, but because of Aquila was a Jew. The emperor Claudius expelled all Jews from Rome, and no doubt Jews consider it unsafe to remain in any part of Italy. So Aquila and Priscilla found their way to Corinth and settled there, pursuing their trade as tent makers. So these couple are businessmen. They are tent makers also. So when Paul, a tent maker himself, came to Corinth, he went to see them and no doubt having heard of their faith in Christ. So Paul lived and worked with them while founding the Corinthian church. Oh, they started the Corinthian church. After a year and a half, take note for that, after a year and a half, Paul left for Ephesus and took Aquila and Priscilla with him. So the couple stayed in Ephesus when Paul left and established a church in their home. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19, as I quote, The churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord. And so does the church that meets at their house. So they start this house church. The second thing that we can learn from this passage is that Priscilla and Aquila 
were part of God's plan to build each other in the faith. So when Paul left in Ephesus, Priscilla and Aquila did not stop serving in the Lord. They opened their home for fellowship and established a church. And then, on the text, Apollos came who was an eloquent speaker with a thorough knowledge of the Scripture. But he only knew the baptism of John, which is John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. So, meaning, Apollos' understanding of the gospel was incomplete. Paul, Apollos, is just preaching about John's baptism. But there's a missing gap on his message. So this couple, when Aquila and Priscilla heard Apollos, they took him and explained with an in-depth understanding of Jesus Christ, not just about the message of repentance, but filling the gaps, which is Jesus' death and resurrection. Now, Priscilla and Aquila applied what they've learned from Paul in terms of discipling others. Despite the persecution, they've experienced so many hardships in life, but it was not a hindrance for them to stop in discipling others. Paul knew that this couple were spiritually matured. They, Paul understand that they're, they're ready to start and establish a church. And it was not a mistake nor a bad decision that Paul left in Ephesus. For sure, Paul taught them for a period of time not about their personal agenda. Paul is not, uh, like, not discipling them like how to convert these people. But we can see in the text that Priscilla and Aquila explained the way of God more adequately, not just by their heads, but it was deeply rooted in their hearts that was ready to pass on to others. Now, Priscilla and Aquila were great examples of hospitality and discipling others. They opened their home so that they could share their faith and build each other up. One thing that really struck me here, Priscilla and Aquila did not feel any insecurity and they, start, and they, uh, they did not start ignoring Apollos, but instead, they just approached Apollos and talked to them. But in, they offered their time to explain more about God. On the other hand, look at Apollos' humility. He was willing to be taught and to be discipled. He did not say, oh, sorry Priscilla and Aquila, I can't accept your offer. I think I'm better than you guys. I don't need your time. People are listening to me. I'm an eloquent speaker. People are listening to me, not you. Instead, he gave his time to listen and to learn more about Jesus through Aquila and Priscilla. God is also working through Apollos, especially that he has a gift in public speaking. Gradually, Apollo's message slowly changed. Look at in verse 28, the last verse. For he vigorously refuted his Jewish opponents in public debate, proving from the scriptures 
that Jesus was the Messiah. That's the message that needs to be preached. Jesus was the Messiah. And probably we'll ask ourselves, oh, I'm not like them. I don't have time to, to disciple others. Uh, I'm a shy type of person. I don't have that kind of gift. And I'm so busy. Sorry. Well, I will tell you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, do not limit yourself because God can and is still working in every single of our lives for His kingdom. God can work through us to build each other up through your gifts and talents. We are His image to reflect the Christ-likeness to each other at the very first place. We should be thankful that we have links group opening our houses for fellowship and Bible study. We have Christianity explored that we will build each other our faith. Meeting others during your spare time or after work and spending time in prayer and encouragement. Welcome people and start building each other through God's Word. We should not intimidate others because we know the Bible well. Instead, use that knowledge to draw the people to God and allow them to see the beauty of the gospel. Gospel is not boring. It changes lives and gives impact to the people around you. The gospel should continue to remind us Why? It should remind us, you and me, because we are still surrounded in this dark and sinful world. Priscilla and Aquila or Apollos did not see Jesus on their naked eyes, but their lives were changed because of the power of the gospel. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the to the Gentiles. Building others in the faith requires true humility and acceptance that we need each other's help. Paul had Priscilla and Aquila to support him. And Apollos had also had Priscilla and Aquila who equipped him so that his message will be complete. Maybe you are like Paul, willing to leave your comfort zone and glad to encourage people. Or you are like Apollos, who loves to share the gospel. Or maybe you are like Priscilla and Aquila, seeing yourself like them, welcoming people, discipling, offering hospitality, and helping those who are in need. Keep doing it for God's glory. Don't give up. And also think of your own family. How can you strengthen them and how to encourage your spouse, your children? That's the first ministry that we need to consider. Everyone is part of God's plan. Maybe we we could see ourselves like Paul or Apollos who never stopped learning about Jesus or even Aquila and Priscilla who loved to disciple others. And remember this, that our spiritual walk, it's not perfect at all. Maybe your perspective that when I became Christian, when I follow Jesus, everything will be smooth. No. There are times we feel hopeless. There are times that we maybe feel disappointed, sometimes discouraged, offended by someone, or no one appreciates us. No one will tap on your back. Good job, bro. Like, oh, this is so tiring. Why is this? But keep doing the things that pleases the Lord, especially in advancing the gospel to every humankind. 
If the creator of the universe used these people, used Paul, Apollos, Priscilla, and Aquila to make, his know, make known that we will continue to do His will for His glory. My fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, nobody is exempted. And God is still calling and is still working with us to strengthen one another and to build each other up in the faith so that we could bring the message of hope that Jesus is the Messiah. He is our salvation. Let's pray. Father, we ask your Spirit to help us to do your will. We might feel scared or down at the moment, but Lord, help us that your word will continue to, to, to encourage us and help us, oh God, to do your will in, in responding to your, to your commandment for us. Strengthen us so that we can strengthen and build one another, Father. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for the, the, the power of your word, the gospel that could be advanced, that could be shared to anyone, especially those who are lost. Thank you for your grace, for your mercy, and strengthen us in every single day of our lives. Father, we commit to you. We give all the glory to you in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.